nice one. Thanks, Nat. Yeah, that is who I am. I forgot. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? That's an interesting name. Hey, happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. Look at that for a tree. Anyone got a tree that size? Show of hands. Greedy guts. Man, Adam, have you guys seriously got a tree that big? Oh, yeah. It's a great hall. I've got five trees that big. One in each one of my great halls. Man, look at that tree. Anyone still not got their Christmas tree yet by a show of hands? I'm going to name and shame people. Nick, what? Come on, high and... Wow. You, you guys look really proud about it as well. Humbug to you lot. I'm on my second tree. I was absolutely famished. I finished the first one just like that. No, genuinely, I'm on my, we're on our second tree. We're on our second tree. We had it no, no longer than, a, I think, four days. And you literally go past it and just go, boo. And all the things just fell off it. Honestly, it was like that. It was like, man, what sort of tree is this? This was meant to be a no-drop pine tree. This is my whole message this morning. I've got some beef with Christmas trees. <laughs> Genuinely, I phoned, the, phoned them up and said, hey, uh, the pines are dropping. Yeah, they do that, sir. Yeah, not quite like this. Can you bring it back to us? No. I can't do that because it will trash my car. So they said, well, you just come. We'll trust you. You come and uh, how much did you spend on it? I was like, I want one like that. That's, that's how much we spent. 15 quid. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Now, my name's San Santino. I am one of the leaders here of the church. It's a privilege to, to just to be with us together like this, leading up to Christmas. I'm genuinely not going to be too long. And those that know me are looking at me already going, yeah, right. I hear giggles. That was you, Clive. I heard that. Um, but I'm genuinely not. I want, I want to start by asking you, kind of, what, what's it all about? And I, I want to throw out a few questions, like, under the whole banner, what is Christmas all about? So I want to ask you, what does it mean for you personally? It's not rhetorical. Don't throw it back at me. But just think for a moment. What does Christmas mean for you personally? Maybe even on the back of that, what kind of emotions does it already stir up? We were talking earlier, like somehow this is the most loneliest point for people as well. This is the happiest and loneliest time of the year for people. But what does it stir up for you personally? What is the reason for this season? I want to suggest to you right from the outset, we've been singing about him. I want to suggest to you right from the start of what I share with you. The reason for Christmas, it's about the most wonderful, the most incredible gift that's ever been given to humanity, and that is the gift of Jesus Christ. And I know as soon as I say that, some of you are going, oh, here we go. But I'm suggesting that to you right from the get-go. He is the most incredible gift you will ever receive. Think for a moment the different gifts you've received over your life. Some here would have had hundreds of things given to them. Maybe you're here and you've never had anything. But I want to say to you, Jesus is the most incredible present that you'll ever have. And I'm going to show you how. He is the reason for this season. I'm going to go on a little bit of a journey. We had this reading earlier. uh, So I'm going to read it again from Isaiah. This is a prophet in the Old Testament for those that aren't familiar 
And this was written some 700 plus years before Jesus even arrived on planet Earth. Listen to these words. We've already heard it. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. That's the gift I'm talking about. This was written 700 plus years before Jesus arrived. And as I said, it was from a guy called Isaiah. He was speaking into the future. He was somehow foretelling a day that is coming. But he said it hundreds of years before it happened. This guy was foretelling, saying, do you know what, guys? A brand new government is about to crash land on planet Earth. But not only a government, it's going to be governed by a brand new king. A king like we've never known before. That's that's my paraphrase, but that's effectively what this man is saying. He's coming. It's coming. This government and this kingdom and this king is coming. Now, what, what is government? Even as I say those words, I'm not going to get all political, don't worry. But what is government? Government is something put in place. It's a system that helps everyone flourish. That's, that's the purest understanding of it. That's what it's meant to be there for. It's meant to be a guidelines, a protocols. It's meant to be regulations and, and stuff in place that helps society flourish, that helps every man, woman, and child flourish. Equality. That's, that's a good government, right? It's meant to be there for the heart of the community. Policy and direction and guidance for a body of people. So what I want you to understand is, when we're talking about government, Jesus, this coming king, is bringing with him a whole new government. A whole new way of doing things. A a whole new set of policies and guidelines and a, a whole new system. One like the planet has never seen before. And his government, this government I'm talking about, is one that's going to be ruled by and defined by peace. Think about that for a moment. Think about what's happening on planet Earth, even as I speak. This king, Isaiah is saying, he's bringing a whole new way of doing it. And it's not going to be defined by uh, hostility. It's going to be ruled by peace. Can you imagine a kingdom like that? Can you imagine a government where every set of the policy is like, oh, and the most overarching point of this point number three is peace is peace. I want to read you something from the message translation. This is a paraphrased translation of the reading I've just read. It says, for a child has been born for us. The gift of a son, the gift of a son for us. He'll take over the ruling of the world and his name will be amazing counselor, strong God, eternal father, prince of wholeness. Prince of wholeness. His ruling authority will grow and grow and grow and there will be no limits to the wholeness that he brings. Listen to those beautiful words. The prince of wholeness. And there will be no limits to the wholeness he brings. So I'm pushing this further to say Jesus is the prince of wholeness. Do you know what whole means? It means complete. I don't know about you, but we're pretty similar. I'm looking at you. You've got two eyes, two ears, one mouth. We, we look similar. We probably carry similar hearts, similar emotions. And I wonder whether peace is a big deal for you. I wonder whether you've ever felt 
man, I'm not complete. I feel like life is just not complete. Jesus is the prince of completeness. The prince of wholeness means Jesus brings complete wholeness. He brings completeness to everything. This is the new king. This is the new government. A king ruled by completeness. You see, the way this King Jesus will direct affairs won't be through stern dictatorship. You must do this. It won't be through harsh policies. It won't be through harsh control. It won't be through abuse. And it certainly won't be through self-promotion. This is the way this new king will do it. Through laying down his own life. And it will be self-sacrifice. It will be one full of love, full of joy, full of peace. And this king will be known as Wonderful Counselor. Imagine that. That's how we know our royal family. Do you know? Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Prince of Peace. And this guy Isaiah is saying, this king? Oh, oh, this king? Oh, he's coming. He's coming. And then we move on. So this guy Isaiah is saying, he's coming. And then I want to read you something from Luke's gospel. Luke is a follower of Jesus. He's basically a friend of Jesus, like my buddy Nick there. It's like me writing about my friend Nick. Luke is a follower, a friend of Jesus, and he's writing about his friend, what it meant to follow him. And he writes this account in his own gospel. This is hundreds of years on from what Isaiah has says. And he says, and the shepherds, and we've sung about it already today, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. Some of you will know this, it's just very familiar. There were shepherds living out in their fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And check this out. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. No, no joke. Could you imagine? You're a shepherd just tending your sheep, looking after your piggies, your cows, whatever you're doing, and then bang, an angel appears to you. I'd be pretty terrified. Anyone else? I don't think I'd be like, oh, look, Tony, there's another angel. They keep showing up here. I'd be like, what the, you know? And, and the angel said, but he obviously needed to say it. Don't, don't be terrified. Don't be terrified. Don't be terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Now, I want you to know something. Yeah? I don't know what your expression or your understanding of Christianity is, but it's not a stuffy old religious set of formulas. This angel is saying, what I'm telling you is good news of great joy, and it will be for everyone, everywhere. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Can you even imagine, dear friends? You're, you're a simple shepherd, Maybe a clever shepherd. Mind in your own business. And then suddenly the skies, look at these things shining around here. Suddenly the skies are illuminated and electrified and exploding with angels. You've just been tending your sheep. You're up in a mountain hill. You're just up on the mountaintop. You're in obscurity. And then suddenly heaven explodes around you. And then these angels speak to them. And just look at their response. What would your response be? I think for me, I might be, hey, who put something in my drink? 
I feel like I'm tripping here. What's going on? I'm seeing sky full of angels. Is anyone else seeing that? Bob, Tony, are you seeing this? What would your response have been? What on earth is happening? No, 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 this is what happened. The words of this prophet Isaiah some hundreds of years before were suddenly becoming a reality for them. They would have understood what has been passed down through their history, through their traditions, and they would probably would have looked at each other and gone, oh my word, he's here. This one we've all been waiting for is here. And I want to read you something from my children's storybook Bible. If anyone's read this, it's just beautiful words. It's so simplistic, but sometimes we need to hear it like this. Listen to this. Now, imagine you're God. Now, where would you, if you were God, send your splendid choir? To a big concert hall, maybe? Or, or, or palace, perhaps? But God sent his to a little hillside outside a little town in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to sing for a raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside Bethlehem. And in those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and they said that they were smelly and they'd call them all sorts of rude names, which I possibly couldn't mention here. You see, people thought that shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. But God must have thought differently. God must have thought that shepherds were very important indeed because they were the ones that he chose to tell his good news to first. And that night, there were some shepherds, and they were out open in the fields, warming themselves by the campfire, when suddenly the sheep darted all over the place. They were frightened by something, and the olive trees began to rustle. What was that? What was that? And then they turned around, standing in front of them, there there was a huge warrior of light, blazing in the darkness. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news for everyone everywhere. Today in David's town in Bethlehem, God's son has been born to you. You can go see him. Look, he's sleeping in a manger. And behind the angel, there were other angels. They saw a strange glowing cloud, except it wasn't a cloud. It was angels, troops and troops of angels armed with light. And they were singing a beautiful song. They were singing, glory to God. To God be fame and honor and all the hoorays. That's what they were singing. This is what the shepherds were told. Fear not, because today we bring you good news of exceedingly great joy. Of great joy. And this joy is for everyone everywhere. He's here. The savior of the world He's here. And he is Christ the Lord. Now, Christ isn't just Jesus' surname. We've spoken about this before, for those that are familiar with it. But Christ isn't just his surname, like your surname is your surname, or my surname is my surname. What Christ means is anointed. And what anointed means is to be smeared with something, to be rubbed with something. And I've said this before, but I really enjoy sirloin steak. Anyone else? And I I prefer a sirloin steak when it's been anointed. Yeah, with mustard sauce. I love a good anointed steak. Because it's been rubbed by something. And then every mouthful, you taste the very thing it's been rubbed by. So Jesus, God with us, Christ, the anointed one, means that God is with us. 
that Jesus is actually the one, the anointed one. He's the one rubbed down with, smeared with, covered with God. So this new king that has come crashing in on planet earth, bringing with him a brand new kingdom, is actually God himself. So that's why we sing. That's why we're in a room like this. I don't know how many, a couple of hundred of us, I don't know how many are here. And we might think to ourselves, we're just singing some nice nursery rhyme type songs. We are singing to the king of the entire universe. God himself. God himself. God has arrived in flesh on planet earth to live among and identify with you. I want you to think about that just for a moment. God put on skin and came to hang out with us. God became like us. Man, God became like me. God became like you. So he could know us, so we could know him. And this is the third thing I want to leave you with today. So we've spoken about Isaiah hundreds of years saying he's coming. This king is coming. Hold tight. This new kingdom will be here. And then Luke is saying, the angels declare that he's here. And then these are Jesus' own words a few decades on from there. He's talking to a religious guy called Nicodemus. And it's effectively like Jesus is saying, this is why I've come. And he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him won't perish, but have everlasting life. So we're hearing Isaiah saying, this new government. This prince of wholeness is coming. And then Luke saying, today, this Christ, this Savior has been born. And then Jesus is saying, this is the whole purpose why I came. This is the whole reason why I came. You see, there was a purpose behind it all. And a plan behind it all. A reason why he came. And that reason was to save you, friend. That reason was to save me. That reason was to extend extend mercy to a broken humanity. Now, you only need to look out of your window and realize there's a problem, right? I'm not saying the weather. But you only need to watch the news and realize there's a problem, right? You only need to get into your car and drive around Hastings and realize there's a problem. And you only, let's get it closer to home, you only need to look into the mirror And look at the reflection that's staring back at you and realize there's a problem. You only need to look at the depths of your own heart and realize there's a problem. Humanity is broken, man. Humanity is broken. You look at what happens. Peace isn't ruling. But the prince of wholeness has come to bring peace to a broken and suffering mankind. Mankind is hurting, suffering, wounded, busted, broken, and desperately lost. We need help. You need help. I need help. And that's where Jesus comes in. That's why he came. God didn't want to leave us in our mess. He he didn't want to leave me in my brokenness. He didn't want to leave me in all of my pain and wounded heart. He steps into my life. He steps into your life. He steps into the world that he created and said, man, there's an answer. And the answer is me. You see, he doesn't want to leave us in our brokenness. And like I've said, he fully identifies with you right here, right now, this morning. Whatever you're going through, friend, he fully identifies with you. He sees your loneliness. 
He sees your brokenness. He sees all of the abuse. He sees the pain. He sees the anxiety and he identifies with you wholly. That's why he is the most incredible gift that we will ever receive. Jesus was sent from heaven to earth as heaven's Red Cross rescue mission. And that's why he's the most wonderful gift. And he came for me and he came for you. And the amazing thing is that there are none too far away. There are none too broken, too wounded, too busted. There are none. But also there are none that are too good. There are none that don't need him, if that makes sense. There is no one on the planet that doesn't need this gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Listen to these words. For God so loved the world, he so loved you, dear friend, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. I want to... This is... John 3.16, in a nutshell, it's the good news of Jesus. It starts with his love. He so loved you. He so loved me that he gave himself. And that whoever believes in him, not just a belief in a person, but believing in what he did, believing that he came to a broken world, to a broken humanity, believing that he went to the cross to die for my, my junk, Believing that he died, carrying all of our pain, but also believing that he rose again to give us a brand new start and that we could be with him forever. This is the message of Christmas. It starts at Christmas because the Prince of Wholeness has come. And you know what? I love gifts. Anyone else here love gifts? We can come to a close now, but anyone else love gifts? Really, just a few of you. Wow. I love, I absolutely adore gifts. And I received this gift of Jesus over a decade ago now. And I want to tell you that it changed my life inside out, upside down. I couldn't be a more different person. He's changed my life because I received this gift. And life now makes sense. I'm not saying that it's completely swimming. I'm not saying that there's no hardship. There is hardship. But what I want to say to you is life now has meaning. I wonder if that's relevant for you. Life has meaning for me. There's now purpose. There's now peace in my life. Man, I needed peace. How about you? I have hope. And more than all of this, I realize that I'm desperately loved. What a gift. I'm desperately loved. This is what I needed. I needed purpose, meaning, hope, peace, love. What about you? I just want you to think for a moment. What about you? While you're thinking, can I invite the band back up, please? What do you need this Christmas? Just think about it, friends, just for a moment. Meaning? What on earth am I here for? Purpose? What is it all about? Hope? Man, I feel so desperately anxious. Do you need peace? Do you need love? I want to tell you crystal clear that Jesus brings all this in abundance because he is the prince of completeness. He is the prince of hope. And when we put our trust and faith in him, he says, whatever happens here, you're going to be with me forever. So what is Christmas all about? Like I started right at the start of this message. What is it all about? It is all about love. 
And it's God's love expressed to us in Jesus Christ. That's why it's the most amazing gift that we could ever receive. And it's amazing as well because it's not just for Christmas. This gift doesn't have an expiry date. You're not going to get to next year and go, anything else? No, it's Jesus. Every Christmas, it's Jesus. Every Monday morning, it's Jesus. Every Sunday afternoon when your football team loses, it's Jesus. Every sickness, every calamity, every hardship, it's Jesus. He's the Prince of Wholeness. Can I just invite you all to stand with me? This gift of Jesus lasts forever. You can have Jesus this Christmas forever. You can receive him this Christmas and he will be with you forever. That's why the angel said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people, for everyone, everywhere, always. He's here. The wonderful counselor is here. The mighty God is here. The prince of wholeness is here. Christ the Lord, my saviour, your saviour, he's here. There's a gift extended to you, my friends, this Christmas. And it's the gift of Jesus. And it's a gift offered for you freely. All you need to do is say, Jesus, I want it. Jesus, I want it. And I pray that Jesus would be a reality that changes your life this Christmas. Jesus Christ, the Prince of Wholeness. God bless you and have a very, very happy Christmas. We're going to sing another carol now. Hark, the herald angels sing. As we sing this carol, I want you just in your own heart to think, man, what does Jesus look like? What is this Prince of Wholeness like? Jesus, I want you. I want you in my life. That's all you need to say this Christmas. This gift full of love. This gift full of love. Have a wonderful Christmas, folks.